Hello, Mama! I'm really just extra excited to be here with you today. My kids have been sick and we've been trapped in the house. You know, no one wants to watch the kids when they're sick. No one wants to spread the germs. So it's just been me and the kiddos and my husband's been out of town. And so we've just been trapped in here and it's uh, been a joy. We're also in the middle of packing. We're moving in about a week. And so I am right now surrounded by boxes. So all that to say, I finally got to sit down and um, think about you all this morning and do some work to prepare. And I'm just so excited to be back. It's, you know, I haven't had my normal work routine in a couple weeks now. And so it's just really great. And um, I just kind of felt led to do a, a little mini series on preparing for birth and postpartum. And that's like not at all what I'm an expert in, but I think it's so great hearing from other moms. Um, I know I've learned a lot from other moms about what they do, what they use, what their systems are. Um, and so I'd love to share my experience with you. You know, this is my third baby that's coming in less than a month now. I can't even believe it. And so I've gone through this a, a few times and I'm just excited to share with you kind of my experience. So we're going to have a few different episodes on this just to kind of talk about um, what physical, spiritual, mental preparation looks like, some um, pitfalls people can fall into in this time and how to avoid that. So I know this won't apply to all of you, but I hope that it does bless those of you that either are first-time moms and you're expecting, or maybe you already have a kiddo now or multiple kiddos, you have another on the way, you want to prepare for the future, maybe maybe that's not you, maybe you're a mom of older kids and you can send this to someone that might need it, but I, I just am excited to talk about it. It's getting me excited for baby because I haven't really honestly had a lot of time to think about baby coming because there's been so much with with the move and everything happening. And so um, this week, I feel like I kind of began for the first time to really think about what it's going to be like to have another child and um, what that postpartum period is going to look like. So I'm excited to share that with you today. And um, and today we're going to talk about physical preparation. And I'm not talking about like workouts and how to get your body specifically ready. I don't know a lot about that kind of stuff. I'm more talking about the external world. What does it look like to prepare your space um, for this time, to have it as organized and functioning as possible? And this honestly is a huge part of what helps me thrive if you can call it thriving. <laughs> I mean, after my daughter, it was a pretty easy transition. She was an easy baby though too. So that, that helps. But the organization is key because even if you have an easy baby, a hard baby, whatever it looks like, if you have, if you're not organized on top of that, it's going to be super challenging. And so the more that you can prepare these physical environments, uh, the more that you're going to be able to go through the chaos of this time well. So I'm excited to share it with you. We're going to get a little bit real. We are going to talk a little bit about our bodies because a lot of what we need postpartum has to do with what our bodies just went through, what our bodies are are going through moving forward. And so we are going to talk a little bit about that. And um, I'm excited to share some of those little things 
you know, uh, behind the scenes hacks that I have used in my life. And um, hey, I also would love to hear about your experience. What products worked for you? What systems, routines worked for you? What what helped you thrive? Because I know I don't know it all for sure. And um, and every mama and baby is different. So I think other people could also benefit from your experience. So make sure you pop into the Facebook group if you haven't yet. You can find it at Morning Mama. Oh man, it's been so long, guys. What? Where? Tell me what? What is the link? <laughs> you can go into Facebook. I know this part. You can go into Facebook, search "Morning Mama Collective," and I can't remember the link right now. So uh, <laughs> you can also find the link in the show notes. So <laughs> there it is for you. Um, but I would love to see you over there and just hear your story and um, hear what works for you because this I don't know this stuff is fun to talk about for me. I love like little systems and routines and products and all of that. So uh, yeah, come come say hi and tell us all about it. But without further ado, we're going to hop into today's episode and I'm so excited. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So today we are talking about how to physically prepare for birth and postpartum. And what I mean by that, what I'm talking about, because that can mean a lot of things and all of those things are important. But what I'm talking about is your external environments. What kind of products do you need? What kind of um, spaces do you need to create to be able to function in an organized as much as possible way in the chaos that can come after birth? And so I, yeah, I'm excited. I I, want to share like, let's see how many spaces do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven spaces that I think are important to prepare. Obviously, I didn't prepare well for this episode because I haven't counted, but seven spaces that I believe are important to prepare for yourself and your baby and your family as you come out of postpartum. And so today is like very um, more tangible, tactical, uh, not super deep uh, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about that mental and spiritual preparation as well, but just not in today's episode. So I hope you're ready for it. Okay. The first space you need to prepare, and I know you guys, you know, you know the general spaces a lot, but I'm going to talk about the specifics that I use within each one. And that first space is getting your hospital bag ready. Now I am due in less than a month and I have definitely not started packing my hospital bag, which is so funny because with my firstborn, I think I had that thing packed like three months early, you know, (laughs) that's great. I know I probably still have time, but you know, a week from today, I'll be technically full term at 37 weeks. And so I know it technically could happen at any time. My babies always come late though. So I'm just kind of banking on that this time. (laughs) I really want this baby to stay in place with our move coming. But all that to say, I've not done this yet for this child, but these are what I have found to be super helpful to bring to the hospital. And a lot of these I didn't learn until the second time around. So I hope, you know, maybe some of this you already do. Maybe some of this you can, you can learn from me as well. 
Uh, the first one is to have a playlist. I know a lot of you have probably searched blogs and and found like what what to pack in your hospital bag. There's so many awesome blogs out there about these things, and some of these ideas I got from those blogs. But I'm just sharing mine with you today. And um, a playlist is one that was so helpful for me. Um, even with my son, I my firstborn, I had this ready, and there was a certain part of labor where it was like, and I, I had a doctor that time, so I did things a little bit differently. I had a midwife with my second and and I'll have a midwife with this baby, but I was, you know, I had an epidural. I, um, they were wanting me to practice pushing, you know, there's lots of theories out there on pushing, but during this time I was really tired and they had wanted me to keep pushing and all these things. And, um, I had had this playlist and I hadn't played it at all throughout labor yet, but it was like, I took this like little nap and it kind of reinvigorated me. And then it was time to keep pushing and I needed like a little extra pep. And so we, they asked if I want to turn on music and I luckily had this playlist already made. And for me, what I put on it were, um, one songs that were meaningful. There was some worship songs on there, but what I found most helpful during it was like the songs that made me want to kind of dance, like that made me want to get going. And now, you know, there's different parts of labor. There's different, um, ways people, the environments they create. Some people like the calm music and all of this for the space that I was in, in that moment, the, the excited music, the stuff like, you know, like the song happy from despicable me that that kind of that kind of feel <laughs> that is what really helped me like get excited and have more energy and so i found this super helpful with my son i didn't use it as much with my daughter we'll we'll get to that story later but i, I definitely plan to use that again for this birth Okay, the next thing I want to share about with you, I'm going to talk more about this in depth again in another episode, but um, just briefly, I want to mention that I, I would bring, since my second birth, this is something I learned after my son, I brought my taking care of babies um, informational packet to the hospital, whether it was an electronic version or printed out version. Taking care of babies is, if you haven't heard of it, You've probably been living under a rock because everyone has heard about it, but it's a really awesome um, sleep training program. And, you know, it starts at, you know, even as a newborn. And now there's a lot of different um, ways to sleep train. Hers is very gentle. And as a newborn, there's not really much like, you know, crying you're letting them do, but it's more about kind of the schedule so you can understand their sleep needs. And this is has been so crucial. I'll talk again more about this in another episode, but just even in the hospital, I had it for my daughter and just knowing like, okay, she's probably crying because she's tired. Like Just the simplicity of having that, because I forget the time maps because it changes, you know, like one month is different from two months and then it, it keeps constantly changing. And so um, I didn't remember what those time maps were. And so knowing, and, and you can even just type this out in your phone if you don't need the whole packet, but knowing like when generally she would need a nap. And while I didn't freak out about when that didn't happen, when it didn't go perfectly, it gave me this kind of guideline to know how to understand her better, to know what to do with my time, to to start getting us on this routine just immediately. And I thrive on routine. And so this was so helpful for me. Again, though, you want to make sure you're not stressing about it. Don't, if it's going to stress you out, don't use it. This is just, if, if you're the type of person that loves knowing the details and, and getting on routines, this is going to be crucial for you. And I'm, I'm so excited to do this again with my third. 
Um, another thing that I bring in my hospital bag are binkies. Um, I, with my firstborn, was so scared about breastfeeding and binkies. From what I've heard from my lactation consultant, she said that binkies actually help um, babies breastfeed, that they don't impair anything. You don't need to worry about the nipple confusion. You um, can begin using it immediately. And so this, for some babies, that's so helpful because then they're going to calm down and sleep better. And so I, I, you know, for the second baby, I kind of forgot to bring it to the hospital after learning this and I had to use one at the hospital. But um, there's certain ones my lactation consultant has recommended. Uh, actually, the, the pediatrician or pediatric dentist dentist, I guess, she works with, with tongue ties and all this. There's only one that she recommends that is best for breastfed babies, best for their their teeth and sucking and I don't know, all the things. I don't know all the science, but it's the um, MAM pacifier. Unfortunately, they're not super cute. They're getting a little better, but you know, it's, it's not those cute ones you see on Pinterest. But to me, it's worth it. If it's going to help them um, make sure that I'm like doing what's best for them. It's going to, you know, all, all the things, right. And do what you're going to do, whatever, whatever pacifier you want to get. That's great. I don't care. Bring one to the hospital is my opinion. If you want to look this kind up, it's ma'am, M-A-M-M. I think you can find them on Amazon. Um, and there's actually, it's, it gets so complicated with these pacifiers. There's like a certain kind you're not supposed to use with them. I can't even describe. If you have questions, if you really care about this, feel free to email me, support at morningmama.co. Happy to answer that for you. Um, as she said, don't get the ones at Target. You have to get the ones from Amazon because the Target ones are all the bad kind. I don't know. Anyways, bring a pacifier. Okay, moving on. Um, another thing that I have learned to bring to the hospital are Velcro swaddles. So with my firstborn, um, you know, they have the blankets at the hospital that they want you to, or that they have for you to swaddle the baby. And I didn't fully understand swaddling back then. I was actually really worried that if I didn't swaddle the baby at all, the baby was going to get hurt. I don't know. I was really confused. I am now understanding swaddling is what just helps them sleep. It helps them feel like they're in the womb again, gives them that comfort. But the blankets they give you at the hospital, okay, you can make them work. And some people rock at it. There's certain nurses that you're like, wow, you just rocked that. But a lot of times the babies get out or I'm trying to figure out how to do it. And I remember with my son, I was at the hospital trying to figure out how to swaddle this baby after no sleep, after, you know, so many hours of labor. I was so exhausted. I was so full of fear because I didn't have a lot of knowledge and understanding. And so it kept me up for so long and I was so frustrated. And so now I bring my Velcro swaddles 1000% to the hospital and it's the best. I personally, love the Ollie swaddles. They're just a really um, great material. They grow with your baby. Um, it's yeah, they're just phenomenal. So um, they're a little on the pricier side, but to me, it is worth it for the quality of the product. But whatever you use, just bring a Velcro swaddle. Okay, moving on. Uh, sound machine. Uh, ever since learning about how this helps baby sleep, I absolutely bring a sound machine to the hospital. There's so many noises. There's so many people coming in and out. Um, you know, generally babies sleep better when they're first born, but that's not always true and they can still get woken up. And so I absolutely bring a sound machine and that helps me sleep as well. So highly recommend this. Okay, now we're going to get a little bit to the, to the behind the scenes part. They're talking here about what to wear postpartum. And what I have found to be the best is one, get yourself a nice robe. 
something cozy, something cute, something you feel good in. This is going to be your main attire, especially if it's um, a warmer month when your baby is born. It's going to be your main attire for sure in the hospital. And then often ongoing after that for a while, depending on your lifestyle and what that looks like. But that's, I, I always get a, a nice robe that I love. Um, like a floral print and then I feel pretty in, you know, and then underneath that, I always have a nursing bra that is just easy to wear. It just covers a lot. You know, you, you feel like covered up, but it's also easy access, right? Like it's, it's comfortable, all the things you need. Um, I love the kindred braverly. I never know how to say it. Braverly. Yeah. Braverly. <laughs> They, they have, it's a great brand. So many great options there. Again, a little pricier, but I have, I don't know. I've started, um, if you can afford it, spending more on products that are well-made and that are going to last me longer and serve me better. Um, there's other options out there. You absolutely don't have to go this expensive. Um, but also, I mean, I don't know if a bra, I don't know if you want to buy that secondhand, but you can. For all these things I keep talking about that, I, that are on the pricier end, I have recently discovered Facebook Marketplace. I know I'm like really behind the times here, but it's been so great as I've been searching for stuff for our new house and all that. Um, it's been so awesome to find such great deals on there. So for all of these products, if you can't afford them at full price, like check out Facebook Marketplace. There is bound to be some awesome used options in your area. Um, and again, you don't have to go with these brands. This is just what I have found to be great. Okay. So nursing bra. And then I also buy like a pack of like, I got the, I get these on Amazon. I don't even know what brand they are, but they're like, you know, big old boy short underwear. And these are the best for that time. One, cause they cover you up more. It kind of feels like you have shorts on almost. Um, they, they are briefs, but it feels like shorts. And then also, right, we have like all this blood happening, right? And so for the pads, it's great. They give you the underwear at the hospital. And sometimes I'll use that in those initial days because it gets a little messy in there. But <laughs> I feel like these underwear are more supportive. Like they hold the pads in better. See, we're getting to some real talk. <laughs> um, and so I love this for being at the hospital and for afterwards, just as I'm around the house, I, that's my, that's my wardrobe, right? My, my robe, my nursing bra and my big old panties. And it's, it's just the best. So this is what I recommend for your attire. Okay. Um, I also recommend packing a few snacks. So with my son, I read all these blogs about what to pack and I packed like 18 different snacks that were going to help increase my milk supply. And I needed all these things. <laughs> I barely touched any of them. So I do think it's a good idea to have something just in case, but at least at the hospital, I always go to, uh, they feed us around the clock and I never feel like I need to tap into my supply, but I think it's always good just in case, you know, and depending on like what hour your baby's born and all of that. So, but don't, don't overdo it is my, my personal opinion. Okay, also gonna want some nipple cream, cream if you're planning to breastfeed. Um, I haven't found one that I like, I'm so in love with to recommend to you. There's some great like natural options out there. So my recommendation is just to have some as backup ready to go. The hospital often has some too, not usually the natural kind, so it just depends on you know your, your focus as a mom and what, what you care about, but I think it's good to have in your bag. Um, my hospital gives us all of the kind of um, things we need for below, <laughs> like dermoplast pain spray, uh, witch hazel pads, a little squirt bottle, like all those little things you need 
for um, going to the bathroom after you have had a baby. And it's just like this whole process. So my hospital give them, gives those to me. They often give me extra to take home. Um, you might want to stock up on some extra if your hospital doesn't provide that or if you just want to have extra as backup at home. I think those things are great. But generally, I get those from the hospital. Um, I also, a couple things I throw in my hospital bag are one, an outfit I just feel pretty in. And this is something that obviously has to kind of work with uh, a bigger belly still, right? Like we're still often looking like we're pregnant as we walk out of the hospital. So just trying to find something that you're going to feel good in. You just gave birth. And so it's just, you just want to feel a little pretty for a minute. So I always feel really special. I've just gotten like, I think last time I got like a, a dress on sale at Target and I got so many compliments on it. And I felt, just felt so pretty and, and it was a cozy dress, right? Um, and so just find something that's just going to make you feel good when you walk out. Maybe for you, that's um, some cute sweatpants, like, you know, whatever's going to gonna work best for you, just find something that you feel good in. And then I also do bring some makeup um, and I do like my five minute makeup routine because I want to, again, feel good for a minute. There's, you know, you feel, you get a little disgusting <laughs> during birth and sweaty and gross and it just feels nice to like look good for a minute. And so I don't, you know, I think my first um, child, I brought like a blow dryer and curling iron and all the makeup and all the things, right? I definitely didn't have time for that, but I did Take, make a point to take a shower and do a tiny bit of makeup. Um, we took some photos in the hospital and then when I was leaving, I just felt a little bit better about myself. And so if, if you're a makeup wearing person, just bring a little something. And, and if you know you're someone that likes to just go all the way and that's important to you, then bring all your stuff. Like it doesn't hurt to have it in the bag. You know, even this round, I might bring my curling iron. Pretty sure I will not use it, but just in case. Okay, that is mostly everything in my hospital bag. Um, we are now going to move on to the next space. And this is getting the baby's bathroom stocked. So I'm just going to share what this looks like for me. Um, a lot of these are kind of obvious, but you know, you just want to have a space that's clearly distinguished, that's that's clearly set up, easily functioning, where you can easily grab diapers, easily refill the diapers, your wipes are ready. Like it's a whole station set up. You're going to want some um, diaper cream over there. The the cream that has worked so great for me, uh, my daughter, she would get, she got horrible diaper rash when she was born because she was like constantly pooping. I'm sure someday if she ever hears this, she's just going to love it. But <laughs> It was like a bunch of little poops constantly. So it was so hard to keep her diaper dry. And so she got horrible diaper rash. And I, my pediatrician recommended um, triple cream, which is a, a type of diaper cream. And it helped so much. You can layer it on. He told me like layer it on like frosting. And that was so huge. So recommend that. Obviously, whatever works for you, have some ready just in case, um, you know, you're going to want over there lots of outfits and buy outfits. Now, those of you that are not first time moms, you know this, but if you're about to be a first time mom, it is so tempting, um, if you haven't heard, to to buy, it's so tempting to buy all of these cute outfits. Like they make the cutest little dresses, the cutest little suspenders for the boys, right? Like there's all these cute outfits that you want to buy for your kid. And it's okay to have a few of those, right? There's going to be holidays coming up. There's going to be times where they're meeting someone and you want them to look extra special, but most of the time, 90, probably 8% of the time, maybe 99, they 
are just going to be needing to be cozy and they're going to be spitting up on their clothes and pooping in their clothes. And you're not going to want to fuss with all these like fancy clothes all the time and, and they just look uncomfortable. So like if it's a summer month, uh, get some just really cute and simple onesies. You know, they're just going to, you're just going to throw that on. It's easy to go. They're, they're good to go in, in the winter and sometimes summer, depending on the temperature of your house and all that and how your baby runs hot or cold. And you're going to want a lot of little sleepers. You know, those are like the little footed pajamas, um, where they zip up. Highly recommend the zipper. There's a lot of cute ones with snaps out there in the middle of the night. Those are horrible. So just choose wisely. I've still at times chosen them because they were so cute. I couldn't pass it up. I usually regret it at some point, but, um, (laughs) Those are just some things to think through. Um, also want some kind of poop receptacle. <laughs> if your trash is nearby and you want to take it out, that's great. I've loved having like a, you know, like the original brand is the Diaper Genie. Now, I do want to say something about this. Someone at one point, I have no idea who, it was many years ago, told me that to get the off brand, the non-Diaper Genie one, and they said it's just the same. It's great. I've had that for both my babies. It is great in the newborn stage, but once they start eating solids, it actually does sting up your house. And so I don't necessarily recommend that. I, this time around, well, I thought it was going to be a splurge, but it actually was not that expensive. It was like $50. I thought it was going to be hundreds. Um, I got the actual diaper genie and I'm excited to try it out. I have a friend that has it and she loves it. And I, whenever I'm at her house, I never smell it. And she has a toddler. So I'm, I'm excited to, to go for it. So my recommendation is to go for it, but I have heard the, the off-brand bags work just as well in those. Okay. You get the point. Have a place to put, put the poop. <laughs> um, also, you're going to want multiple changes of sheets for the bassinet. You probably know this, but oftentimes there's explosions in the middle of the night. You want to be ready to go and not have to fuss with Gosh, figuring out what you're going to put on that bassinet in the middle of the night. And so I have at least two to three changes of sheets for the bassinet so that when the poop explosions happen in the middle of the night, I'm not scrambling. And just have those easily accessible and ready, really like in this one station, okay? All right, mamas. (laughs) I was overly ambitious and I thought I could fit all of these areas in one episode, but we gotta, we gotta cut it up today. It's getting too long over here. So I hope you'll tune in for the next one as we continue talking about uh, the spaces to get ready for this time in our lives where we get to enjoy our newborns and, and walk through this crazy uh, demanding space that, that demands so many parts of us. So I hope that you're, you're enjoying this and it's kind of like a fun way to launch this mini series as we just kind of talk about the you know, the tools, the the fun stuff we get to, the new stuff we get to get or the the fun systems we get to put in place. And we're going to go deeper soon. So, so stick around. I'm excited to continue this episode. Let me just pray for you as you go. God, I just thank you for the joy that can be found in postpartum. God, even when there's so many challenges, God, I just pray that you would help every mama that's listening, um, whether she's expecting now or in the future or, or what that looks like. God, I pray you would help her prepare for this time, God. And I pray you would help her think through all the different layers of what she's going to need and how she can get her space to be peaceful and functional and and that that can just um, help facilitate that bonding that she has with her baby and and her family's time with that baby, God. So um, we just thank you for 
the, the joy and the silliness and the lightheartedness that can also come with this time and with a newborn God. We're just so grateful for, for you and that you bring life into the world through our bodies, God. It's just such an amazing miracle that we're so grateful for. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.